Hey Sean, how good was it this morning hanging out with this girl? Hello. Oh, hello, hello. T <laughs> Tracy Bo with us all morning. Fun. Fun for a hump day. Uh, yeah, bloody <laughs> oath. It was, uh, it was good fun. We, Trace, one thing that you enjoyed was the World Cup, and we yes. caught up with Robbie Slater to have a chat about the Socceroos it was great. today. He was pretty brutal he was. <laughs> about the Socceroos, yeah. wasn't he? Um, uh, Tracy and Sean are lactate intolerant, um, so <laughs> yes. I decided to give them a wonderful treat that repeated on them all morning. And I was in the toilet for half an hour. She yeah, was. <laughs> she was. That was when we spoke to Alison yeah. Fair. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah I know. Odds. She came back afterwards and goes, I just gave birth to a Grogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a mother. Uh, Tracy and I talk about a bit of an issue that we had with the uh, Rise Up Celebrity Gala yes. dinner yes. Um, and then speak to people that were the wrong size for a particular Drop. job. They were good stories, yeah, actually. And stories. double whammies <laughs> when you may have, may have injured yourself uh, twice. In some circumstances, these stories three times Triple in a row. Triple whammies. Yep. Pretty brutal. This is Nathan, Matt and Sean. There is a true crime documentary. Uh, it's Claremont, A Killer Among Us, and it is going to touch a lot of people here in Perth because we lived right through this. Yeah, on Channel 10, of course. Alison Fan, well, she has been across some of the biggest stories ever happening in WA, and she joins us now. Hi, Alison. Hi, guys. Oh, Alison. This changed the way that we all lived in Perth, didn't it? It totally did, and it's still drawing worldwide interest from all the expats who perhaps pulled in and questioned, who drove a white van, who lived in the area. Oh. Um, it's quite mind-boggling the way that um, well, we found that out with our podcast, 7 million downloads, yes. and most of them are all from overseas because everyone was involved in this particular case because are not only the ones who lived in the area, but everybody who clubbed or gone, everybody knows where, where Claremont is, so... That was, and it wasn't a high crime area. These girls just, you say, disappeared from the most conservative, probably wealthiest areas yes. in WA, if not Australia. Yeah, yeah you're right, Alison. One of the things um, that struck me, you know, many years ago is when we had a visitor come over from Germany who ended up staying with us, and one thing is her family knew about was the seri- uh, Claremont serial killer. So, you know, she was yeah. quite worried when she came here and she was told by her aunties in particular, just be careful, all and this kind of stuff. Especially because like, oh, it seemed to have been a, you know, it was a profile of um, a young girl with blonde hair um, and, and that's sort of what everyone was warned about at the time, Alison. And, of course, nobody, uh, with a serial killer, it's random. So everybody's involved yes. um, and nobody knew how it happened where it exactly happened because these three just disappeared. No, there were no eyewitnesses. And so that's why I think I think anything to do with a serial killer um, draws more interest because with most murders, it's only a handful of uh, family and friends of the victim and the perpetrator that become drawn into it, whereas this one involved, what, 20,000 taxi drivers. Oh, yeah, um, Everyone right. was a suspect. Anybody that drove a white van. Everyone was getting DNA was sampled, over. all that sort of... Oh, yeah. yeah well, 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 there's cameras out the front of um, the Claremont Hotel who were able to spot any car that went past at, you know, this particular time. So all those people who were driving in and around that area, they were getting... And it was horrible for the. I remember it was horrible for the taxi industry, um, Alison, because everyone was frightened of getting into a cab at the time too. Remember that? I totally do because they said it. Well, what what it sort of really bums me is the whole thing is that the police knew that it was a white van and they knew that it had some sort of logo, which is why the taxi drivers came under suspicion. Now, if only they'd put that out uh, that it had some sort of logo, it might have prevented others from getting into a van. I mean, you see it. Telecom, Telstra yes. van, you probably think, oh, I had to save a guy on his work home, you know, and that 
And I think possibly that should have been put out because certainly the rape victim in Cara, from Karakata had identified a white van with a logo, some sort of logo on the side. But of course, as you say, everybody that drove a white van or the taxi drivers, even the police at one stage came and said, oh, they've got a logo on the side of the white van. But it did go on for so long. There were so many people uh, pulled in that it's the case that just sort of, well, nobody would would ever have envisaged that it would um, be resolved yeah. after 20 plus years. Yeah, you're not yeah. wrong, Alison. In hindsight, do, when we're seeing this doco, are, is there opportunities where we bungled this up? I think I think this documentary, from all accounts and from the awesome reviews that it has received, is that it's been meticulously handled yeah. and it's mainly from the point of view of the painstaking forensic work done behind the scenes by the police that Nobody was aware of. We thought everybody had moved on after a couple of years. Nobody knew that they were still testing, sending, uh, using the latest technology as it came up to try to find out who they did. And then, they, of course, they linked it in the end. And they got through, it. Through police slog work, yes. Yeah. You were, were you living in Claremont at the time of this, Alison? Yeah, I'm still, I still am. Yeah, I, right. You, you just can't. I mean, it's my local shopping centre. And, of course, it's changed all now, but you just can't. I think I was just saying, someone look, it happened over there, Club Bay View, you know, the yeah. building is still yeah. there where the girls walked up and down. It was such a trusting area. It was mainly a schooling, yes. um, collegian type atmosphere. Everybody knew everybody. The, all the private schools were in the area, the university, you know, everybody felt very safe there. It was your local neighbourhood. Yeah, and so it's also, the th- always the Thursday night where the yeah. Claremont would be pumping and then you go to Club Bay View. Oh, exactly. It was just like a, a standard thing that everyone mm. did. And, and and you're talking about like being being in a trusted area as well. I mean, uh, when, when we found yeah. out, you know, <laughs> about, about Bradley um, Edwards, when we found yeah. out and then suddenly you, you saw all of the things and he was rooted in the community and all that sort of stuff, it just sort of... That really freaked me out. I was just like, wow, somebody that is that connected, connected, connected. yes. Totally. Um, And, of course, you wouldn't have given him a second look. No. Uh, Clean-shaven guy. Um, The the guy who's just sort of you've seen around the nightclub area, he was their age. So... um, the you know it, it, it was, that was the case. You just didn't. It wasn't like a bikey or something yes, that yeah. you think. Oh God, yeah. what you think? It was just just a very ordinary looking guy, and he was an ordinary person. I mean, I sat next to him virtually in that whole trial. Did you? He didn't. He didn't. It was like a cardboard cutout. Really? He just didn't move. Didn't express anything. Did not change like an automaton. It's unbelievable. You know, it's very mm. interesting then because we see the photos of him and we followed the story um, of his conviction just recently, but I yeah. never thought about the age of him being a young man at the time. Oh, no, and because you're looking you're, at him now you yeah. and you're putting that crime you to who he is yeah. now. Yeah, you're right, Sean. No, he was just mid, mid-20s, late 20s. Yeah, just just another like, one oh, of the yeah. guy that you, yeah. Just another guy. And then, cut quite, yeah. and then also I was thinking as well, his family that have been living... He's been living with this mm. secret for so long and his family have been there. And just for, to have someone like that in your life and not realise they had done this horrendous thing that the whole world was talking about, just the ramifications for not just him but everyone around him was just Amazing. so extreme. So, Alison, tonight's episode, what are we going um, to be highlighting? I've only seen a couple of clips of this. Yep. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've just gone on the reviews that usually are, are quite are awesome, actually, from, right. from the Sydney side uh, publicist. But yep. um, I'm told it's done in just a really responsible, uh, meticulous, 
way. Uh, there's no sensational aspect to it. There's Brilliant. no dramatisation. They've yep. just handled it very, very well. It's done by a local production company, joined up, and I. that's who I did it with about a year ago. I mean, wow. a year ago, right through the trial, everybody it was creating such interest that we were doing sort of interviews morning, noon, and night with, with you know, producers of every kind, podcasts, the whole lot. So this is a local production who obviously... Um, Sold it on to Channel 10. It was funded by Channel 10. Good stuff, nice. mate. So, awesome. um, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, an honour talking to you, Alison fan. Thanks, You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Good no on you, Thank you very much. It's time to stop putting off your trips and start celebrating summer with an amazing getaway. Whatif.com has all kinds of accommodation options all around Oz. Check them out on the What If app. What If? It's Aussie for travel. We've got Tracy Vo. She's here this all Hello. morning. Hello. It's been fun. Yes. So um, far. You guys weekend. were together on the weekend. We were, we Sean. Were. Yeah. we're having the best time <laughs> ever. Yeah. So we're at um, Greg High's Rise Up Gala um, Ball, which was, happens every year mm. where he raises um, really much-needed funds for A Stitch in Time, mm-hmm. which is his mental health for youth charity. It's just amazing. an amazing job. Yeah. And the whole concept of it is <laughs> they get celebrity waiters. Mm-hmm. And so there was Tracy, myself, um, Luke Jackson, Tony yeah. Gallardi. Luke Shuey. Yeah. Peter Bowl. Peter Bowl. Ricky Grace. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Olivia Vivian. Blair Evans. Blair, yeah, just uh, and a range stellar of people, lineup, yeah. A stellar lineup. And um, and um, every year we have to get briefed about what's happening throughout <laughs> the night, and you know, because we've got um, people that are assigned to us yep. um, that are our point it's people. like a team captain. Yes. So okay. we were split into two teams. Yes. Yeah. All right. And away, Tracy and I always... Well, you grab always, my hand. Yeah, grab you're, hand. You're coming with me. You're coming with me. <laughs> safety. Yes. Safety with Trace. And yeah. you've got to understand, right, so it's the um, it's the grand ballroom in um, uh, Crown Towers, right? So yeah. it's it's quite huge. a huge venue. Yes. And Greg's charities become so successful that there are just tables everywhere. It is absolutely sold packed. out. It was sold out, yeah. So then they get like, it's like a, it's like a sports team, I'm guessing, Sean, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> where they've pulled open a, um, a folder yes. and they've got a map. Of the grounds, okay, yeah, yeah. Said, so there's right. all the table numbers. Yeah, yep. so they said, okay, um, uh, so so our team, we're on this side, and we're going to be, and instead of just drawing a line straight down the middle, it was sort of staggered, oh, wasn't it? It no, was, it was weird. zigzag, and it was like a maze. Yes, I was like, where are you pointing to? Yeah. I don't know which table I'm going. Yes, to. and then they were just yes. throwing out table numbers oh, yes. like 53, like yeah. we knew where it was, and yeah, they're going, right. okay, so we're going to like start at 53 and rah rah, rah and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff, and <laughs> and a lot's <laughs> happening. So like we're just trying to, okay, what's going on? Because you know it's very confusing, and then. Then our our team captain said, "Don't worry, just look for me." Oh, that's good. Out yes. in the crowd, in the I'll crowd. have my hand up waving, and you just come to where I am if you get lost. And we said, "No worries." Tracy Vo, how tall are you? I'm five foot two. How tall do you think our team leader was? Probably five foot. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have Aaron Sandilands out there going, "Hey, no, come no, over here, take the ball." I know. I know. So we're out. We're, we're like we've all gotten lost straight away, and we're looking for it, and no. One can find her. We started following the other team captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like shooing us away. No, you're not on my team. And you were like, it was like, you know, where's Wally? It was worse than where's Wally because Wally wasn't no. there. <laughs> Just look for me. And then suddenly, like, you, someone goes, oh my God, I've seen her. And she is standing on her tippy toes with her hand right up in the air you with a folder in her hand, waving a folder at us, and still was not taller no. than any, that, that was not taller than anybody else there. The poor love. Oh. And she, but she always had a pleasant. She was lovely. She, <laughs> she was like, adult. I think she found it comical because we're just, we literally got two plates in our hands of trying to feed people. These poor hungry people yeah. who paid to come to this charity event. And she's just like, we're 
just we're just scouring the room. Like, where do we go? Like stunned mullets. Like, like literally, like <laughs> lost trying to find it. And you know what? She was lovely. She had a great attitude. Yeah. She organised this really well. But I do. But but to be the point yes. person in the crowd, I don't think that she was the right Probably person the for the job. <laughs> I love that. That's, and funny. that's what I want to talk about. Um, thirteen, twenty, fourteen. I want to talk about size, right? Mm. Yep. So when you're you you weren't the right size for your job. My brother always wanted to be a flight attendant and he couldn't be because he was too tall. That was me. Really? Back in the day before I went into media, I wanted to be a flight attendant and um, I was too short. And I I, I get it because I struggle (laughs) trying to put my... Have you changed the rules now? On the overhead... They have changed... They're they're a bit more relaxed these days. So you could um, be a flight attendant now? I could be now. Yeah, because my brother was um, a a little bit shorter than me, but I think it was anything over 5'10 or 5'11. Wow. No, maybe 5'11 or something like that. Yeah, anything over that was too tall for a flight attendant for some reason. Too tall. Too tall. He was too tall. He was too tall. Oh, the other way around. I there know. you go. You never think of tall no. as getting discriminated <laughs> no. against, do you? No. But it happens quite a lot. <laughs> the Nathan, Nat and Sean podcast. And we have been talking about when you might be the wrong size for a particular job. Uh, in honour of the uh, waiter that was a point person for us at Greg High's charity dinner the other morning, uh, the other night, where Tracy and I in a sea of people couldn't see. Couldn't see. So she said to she you, was. oh, just look for me. Just look for me. But see, you're you're 6'3", Nathan, yeah. so you can actually scour a crowd. But yeah. I'm 5'2", so I, I was relying on you yeah. to be the eyes and you couldn't even it, see her. Yeah, I know. I couldn't see her. And Tracy, you know, you are, what are you, 5? I'm 5'2". Yeah. And, and she was like 5 foot, I, th- I reckon. What's happening? What happened at your work? Oh, yeah. So, obviously, TV, um, people think that I'm a lot taller. They see me in real life. You're really short. Yes. <laughs> I actually have a box, a box, a wooden box to stand on in the studio. Studio, because Tomo's quite, you know, he's yes. tall and Monica Koss is tall. Yes, to, to record certain updates through the day, I have to stand on a box because I'm too short. So, because is it so that they, is, is it so they don't adjust the camera? Well, the, if the camera goes too low, it just looks ridiculous. Uh, it almost like looks like I'm hitting the the actual desk, the news desk. Yeah. <laughs> like my head reaches. Is the there news an official desk. name for that box? It's called the TiVo box. It's called Tivo's box. Tivo's box. Tivo's box. box. You've heard it here first. A lot of people have handled the box. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they have. Uh, Michelle's in June, love. Hi, Michelle. Morning. Hi, Michelle. Michelle. We're talking about being the wrong size for a particular job. What happened? Uh, Yes. Well, um, I've actually got a couple of examples of this, which is maybe a little bit sad for me. Um, (laughs) The first example, my my very first attempt to get a job, my cousin uh, managed a local restaurant. And I was 16 and he was like, yep, come in, we'll get you back in the kitchen, you can just help with the dishes. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Anyway, I'm five foot nothing, so I'm 152 centimetres yep. and um, basically the job was wash the dishes and put them away. Well, the put them away was above the counter and even with the stool that they got me, oh, I couldn't reach. I feel your pain, Michelle. Yes, I had to just wash them and then stack them there oh, for somebody else to do oh, my job oh. and put them up where I couldn't reach them. Honey. That was pretty bad. Yeah, and then the second example I yeah. have was um, I was actually lecturing to a bunch of third-year students at the university. And it was back in the day when you used to have the VCRs and I had to put a VCR on for the class. Yes. And um, I couldn't reach. It was up in the corner of the room and I had to go and drag a chair. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> did you get, did you get the ta- did, were you to drag a chair to put the VHS in the player? <laughs> yes, I did. 
Oh, honey. Oh, that would have been oh, oh, honey. Oh, honey. Yeah. You need yeah, a Michelle's that, box. Yeah, yeah Michelle's box. <laughs> <laughs> a really big one. <laughs> Don't worry, you can get your hands on Tracy's box. <laughs> Everyone has. Uh, Jason's in Miranda. Hey, Jace. How are you going? Good, hey, Jace. Good, we Jace. are talking about being the wrong size for a particular job. What happened? Yes. Uh, so I was contracting work for Telstra. Um, I'm a comms engineer uh, looking after um, the tower co- um, comms patients for the towers. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm average height, but I'm fairly broad in the shoulders. Yes. In the sense of, um, I used to race cars and I had to have a custom seat even to drive in that. Oh, wow. Um, trying to get through um, the comms tracks, I'd have to walk sideways. Oh. And since you're wearing a, a grounding cable, because um, electricity and all, me, I hit this quite um, numerous times, ripped pants just to try and get to the height of the control unit that I was meant to be working on. Oh, oh no way. That's hardcore. Wait there, so, like, you've got really big shoulders. Yes. What's that like? Yeah. I could, <laughs> I could, I reckon I could shimmy my way through prison bars. <laughs> 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 you were you were a swimmer in a p- past yeah. life, Jace, that added some extra weight. No, um, did a lot of strength building. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, that must be amazing to experience uh, that. Do you know what, Jace? That might be a problem, but you got to be happy with it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be happy with that one, brother. Nathan, Dad, and Sean. Uh, right now, we've been talking to people um, that are saying that they might have been the wrong size for a particular job. We've been enjoying these stories. Damon's <laughs> yeah. in uh, Karama. Good morning, Damon. Morning. Hey, Damon. All right, what was for the job and what was wrong with the size? So I went up to work on a mine site and one of the jobs I had to do was going to the kitchen to assist, yep. but not as a cook or anything, just to clean in the back and, you know, put everything away. Yeah. Problem was, when I first got up there, they'd only just taken over. So they didn't have many outfits that were, you know, ready for all this. <laughs> so they tried to give me an outfit that would fit correctly. Yeah. And I'm not a big man. I'm I'm nothing. I weigh about 67 kilos. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So for chefs, you're looking... 2XL and above. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, you were swimming in a, uh, an outfit they'd given to you, Damon. You're trying to do your job. Uh, no, they decided it would be better if they gave me a female chef jacket. Oh! So that it was a bit more, more, <laughs> more tailored to your size, Damon. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't fit. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> Did it flare out of the hips? <laughs> it, uh, it was a little bit too snug. Oh, oh no. no. So either you're going to have way too big or way too small and they chose way too small for you. They chose way too oh, small. Yep. Oh, Damo. <laughs> so well, how know. long did you have to wear that for? About two weeks before they actually got me something Damon. that fit. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Damon. Very uncomfortable job there for you. <laughs> oh, you but a good what? laugh for us, Trace. I know. <laughs> it is a sad day when they look at you and go, the only thing we can put you in is ladies. I know. <laughs> Here's a ladies' yeah. gown for you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, Shelly's in Craigie. Hi, Shelly. Good morning. Hey, Shell. Talking about being the wrong size for a particular job. What happened? Yeah. So when I was in my 20s, I used to work part-time at a men's formal wear shop um, where people come in to hire suits for their wedding or, you know, their school ball or what have you. 
Um, and I'm not huge. I'm about six or five foot three, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't so much my height that was the problem. It was the, the my my arm span. So essentially, we get some some guys coming in, and you know, you get all shapes and sizes because some of them wouldn't fit into kind of regular retail size suits. Yeah. So when you had to kind of measure their waist and their chest and their leg length. I'd have to literally excuse myself and say, I'm sorry, I need to give you a big cuddle here because I couldn't get my arms around their waist. Shelley, did you have little... To measure little, their little trousers. Te- do you have little T-Rex arms, did you? I, well, I didn't... I don't think so, but maybe I do. And so it's perhaps just a little bit more oh. intimate than your regular yeah. suit fitting. <laughs> How many belly buttons did you rub I your know. face up against? Oh. Too many, too many. But, um, yeah, so they were all very, very lovely about it. But, you know, you kind of have to... to cuddle, I'm sure, Shelley. Yeah, and, you know, a little flick of the wrist to get the measuring tape from one arm to the next and really hope oh, you get it the first time. Yeah, it was not easy. Shelley, at several we- weddings, was worn as a cummerbund. It was quite <laughs> weird. They actually hired her within yeah. the suit. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, it's all part of the service. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well done, Shelley. Well done. Thanks, buddy. Hey, let's finish off with Nikki and... South Perth. Hey, Nikki. Hello, how are you? Good, Nikki. What happened? Uh, so, I'm a radiographer, so I work with like x-rays and CTs and all the um, medical imaging side of things. Yeah. Um, but when I was on my very last day of work before going on mat leave, so I was pretty, I was probably about eight months pregnant, yeah. um, we were in one of our like operating areas and we have to wear um, protective lead you know, like to shield from the X-rays. Yep. So it's quite like a heavy, like skirt and vest. Um, I had to go into where we were doing the procedure. So it's a big sterile environment. You can't touch anything. Um, and my X-ray machine was playing up and where like sort of I need to fix it is down on the ground. Yeah. So I've gone down on the ground to try to fix my machine and I'm so pregnant and the lead is so heavy <laughs> that I have gotten stuck on the ground. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I have not been able to get up. They had to stop the whole procedure for this patient. Because <laughs> you're like, been to the ground. <laughs> they like literally can't do it without the expert to see what they're doing. So they've had to stop while a nurse has had to come in, lift me oh off the ground. <laughs> it's like a beached whale. It was um, <laughs> so, wait then, Nikki. If no one had been in that room, were you going to get up? Were you going to be able to get I up? I was just like rolling around, like, <laughs> just like a dead fish. Oh, it was, um, yeah, it was mortifying. Oh, so Nikki enough. ended up becoming the patient. Of yeah, the I know. <laughs> oh. I had a heart attack from oh. sheer embarrassment. Okay, <laughs> that table. is brilliant. You're listening to Nathan, Nat, and Sean. Tracy Vo filling in. Hello. Doing a great job. Tracy's into the World Cup, as she said earlier on. Tracy used to watch it with your dad. <laughs> I did. Waking up in the middle of the night, that was our our treat back then. Although I called dad last night to see if he was watching the Saudi Arabia yeah. Argentina. No, he was out for dinner. <laughs> I did. I'm keeping up the tradition, Dad. Come on. <laughs> Would your dad um, put on a spread of food when you're up watching? Not really. Dad's notorious. For, oh, he's known for having a late night snack. He always has noodles. There you go. Like, yeah, like the two-minute, you know, the two-minute noodles. Yeah, but but noodles. he does it like in a fancy style, like putting some veggies and oh, so he doesn't put the whatever beef sachet protein pa- he can find. powder in it. He does actually, but he enhances it with, you know, more ingredients. <laughs> 
Well, he was a chef. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wait, how long was your dad a chef for? Oh, like he was a chef for an Italian restaurant <laughs> for twenty years. <laughs> that would have confused a lot and of people. All, and them. we eat all the Vietnamese food at home, though. But it's so yeah, never never cooks it for anyone else. That's no, he, everyone lo- loves him for his spring rolls as well. Yeah, right. There yes. you go. Were you watching the World Cup? No, yes. no, I wasn't. I read an article. <laughs> Let's not lie to the people. You're watching a little bit this morning on TV. Oh, yes, I'm even going to like stumble at saying this. Um, Senegal? Senegal, yep. Senegal. Okay. okay. <laughs> Senegal. Um, so this name here, Sean, what's his, his name? Oh, uh, Chikau Ch- Koyati. Um, yeah, yeah. Chikau Koyati, right? So um, this poor guy, he was stretched off during the World Cup, right, because he was hit in the testicles by one of the Netherlands players. Now, the Netherlands player, he had his hand out and like, just hit him right in the nuts. Mm. So it was like... And it, it, was, happens. So it was It was it force happens. against force. Yeah, yeah, you, you get that. That's going to happen. Yeah. You're not <laughs> happy with it, but you're happy. No, yeah. Yeah. The worst thing is um, when um, uh, he landed, the guy that was hitting the nuts, when he landed, he also really badly tr- um, twisted his ankle <laughs> um, and then had to get stretched off. So... That's really unfortunate, it is so unfortunate. to have Not just two one. injuries from two different events <laughs> happening at the same time. That is so, that's because he's in mid-flight when he's in the air, now feeling the yes. the presence of being hit in the the midsection, and then what do paramedics then, deal with first? I wonder. Well, I mean, Sean, <laughs> oh, what is the you? ankle? Because yeah, the paramedics aren't coming in and fondling yeah. your, yeah. your doodle, yeah. are they? Yeah. Yeah. And then once you get yeah, yeah, and then once you get you behind closed doors, they quickly pull your pants and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh just so That's it feels a bit knows. better. Yeah. Yeah. That's what your mum does, doesn't yeah. it? Sean? Like just blowing it. That's what happened. Sean, we're going to get that grab and play it forever. <laughs> Nathan, Nat and Sean in podcast form. Right now we're talking about how bad a double whammy injury could be. Trace, you just asked me about I should have yes, one footy yes, and I should. remember, okay, here's a good one straight off the bat. Um, I was running out of the back line with the ball and going as fast as I could. Wayne Carey was chasing me. Because he's a bigger guy, I was like, oh, put, put the burners on, I'm out of here. And anyway, I end up doing a hamstring lock, you know, when you're running yeah. along and yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah. the hammy's gone. And then, so the hammy's gone and he caught me within about <gasps> four strides and smashed my head into <gasps> the ground. So you had, so your hammy and then hammy your head. And your Which head. was worse? Oh, definitely my head. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Once he drilled me into the ground, that wasn't much fun. Yeah. Lucky I had no permanent damage. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rhonda's in Chittering. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, how are you going? Good, Rhonda. We're talking about two injuries happening basically at the same time and which one was worse. What happened with you? I've, I've got three injuries. Three? Oh. <laughs> Trifecta. Love up. What happened? So I exercise racehorses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the horse that I was riding was running against another one and it tripped and fell. As it fell, it brought its head up and hit me in the head. Oh, I see. Knocked me out, gave me a concussion. Okay, so, then, so number one I, is head butted by a horse. Yeah. Oh, my yep. goodness. And then I, as I fell off, I came to and tried to hold, like, pretty much land and I put my hand out and broke my wrist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got run over by the horse that was behind me and it broke my leg. <laughs> oh, the one behind you. Well, it does, they, you know, what's the Things saying? Come through. Sorry, Rhonda. Oh, my goodness. Rhonda, I love okay. that you can talk about it in a very pleasant way. Like, I know. You know why? Because she survived. I know. Rhonda, wow. so head butted by a horse, broke a wrist and then trampled by a horse. Which was worse yep. out of the three? Definitely the leg. There's a femur, femur broken in three oh. places. Oh, God. Wow. That was a tough day at the office yes. there, Rhonda. How it was really the recovery was. after that, yes. Rhonda? Yeah, 
Uh, two weeks in hospital, um, painkillers for probably about four months, and then learning how to use my leg again with pins and rods and everything else in it. Yeah, like they have that kind of birdcage around the bottom of your leg, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how do you oh, really? Yeah, how doing do you... things very, very hard. Do you still mm. deal with racehorses? Yes. Oh, my gosh. For the love. Oh, my yeah. gosh, for the love. So, wait there. When you've got one of those bird cages around your legs, how do you put your knickers on? <laughs> that's a, actually a g- you really good question. You get special ones that have got, like, little snap, um, little snap buttons on the side. Oh. <laughs> Almost like a nappy. There you go, <laughs> like, like snap crutch knickers. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? They're the ones yeah. that you wear, aren't they, Trace? I say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you told me so you can get them up really quickly. Uh, thank you, Rhonda. That was crazy. Oh Let's go God, to Sarah nothing. in Wattle Grove. Hey, Sarah. Hi, morning, guys. Hi, Hi Sarah. Sarah. We're talking about double whammy injuries or perhaps triple or quadruple. What do you got? <laughs> well, a bit hard to beat that one. Um, uh, no, I had double um, or unless you count the concussion as the third one. Um, so I, when I had COVID this May, um, I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I ended up fainting. And I've never fainted in my life. Um, But I fainted on the bathroom tile. And so um, I broke my nose. I I woke up in a a pool of blood. Um, And I also broke a bone in my hand. um, And I was concussed. Oh, wow. And I needed to go in an ambulance. Um to the hospital. So, okay. So, number one, she's got COVID, right? And then she faints. (laughs) And then she hits the tiles, breaks her nose and breaks a bone in her hand and wake up in a pool of blood. That is everyone's note. The only way that could be worse is you're naked. (laughs) I know you always mention that. But because you wake up and you don't know why you're in that situation. No. Like someone could be standing over the top of you. Oh, yeah, straight away. And like like, you know, if I was ever naked, I'd use all my strength just to be able to put a flannel (laughs) over my doodle. (laughs) Reaching for the towel. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well, yeah. yeah, I was. I yeah, I was actually on the toilet. So <gasps> when I fainted, um, I did have to pull up my. Oh, oh you did. did. Oh, you, um, you, you did pull them up, or you didn't get a chance to pull them up. Didn't get a chance. I woke up and then. Please tell me you'd finished. Your, you'd finished your business, or we. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I wow. think so. <laughs> sure. He's a okay. Oh, that's oh the worst. Oh. No, you, you would find every so ounce of strength to be all able to pull your pants All I ask is up. when yes. I've got no clothes on just to be fully conscious. That's all oh, I ever goodness. ask. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah. Let's finish off with Debbie in Secret Harbour. Hi, Deb. Hi, how are you going? Well, Good, a bit shocked by these. They're great. What have you got for us? Well, we just moved into a, a new house and we heard this almighty noise coming, well, we didn't know where, and my hubby gets up, stark naked, runs out to towards the garage, because that's where the noise was coming, yep. and forgot that this house had a stainless steel security uh, fly screen door. <laughs> face, like, whacked his face straight into the thing, and he's got a huge honker, yeah. so oh. all, all the skin off his nose. It was, like, embedded in the stainless steel. <laughs> yeah, like a grater. Yeah, yeah, like a grater. He grated his nose. Yeah. But with the force he was running, yeah. it flicked him back and he hit his bank, it cracked his head on the tile. <laughs> and all I could do was, my instant reaction was just to, I was peeing myself laughing. <laughs> and then he, he was so cranky with me. Yeah. 
um, I was nearly wetting myself laughing. And all it ended up being was the garage door was chucking a whammy and um, going up and down. Oh, oh yeah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That happens. So, yeah. Oh. He's got a cracked head, a grated nose. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and I nearly peed myself. So. And and, um, and is is a darling wife laughing her head off at him? There there hits a note. Does Megan laugh at you now that you're you're um mm. you get hurt now, or does she still uh, care? God, does she no, still I don't care? Think she care? No, I don't think she cares at all. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast of Nathan, Nat, and Sean. Tracy Vo is in the house. Yeah. Um, I've got something very exciting for you coming up, you two. You haven't had breakfast yet? No, we haven't. But before we do that, Nate, we're going to get stuck in to see what the weather's about and the traffic. Today, 26 degrees. Mm. Not too bad, actually. It really got nasty yesterday mm. afternoon. We didn't think it would, but it really did. 23 tomorrow, the weekend's looking like it uh, could be a bit dodgy on Friday, but again, Saturday, it's looking pretty good. Shorty, I've got to officially press this stuff. You've got to do that again. Sorry, sorry, one sec. <laughs> I think that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's establish the blame board this morning. We, we, who we blame that one? Okay, votes. I Is that, okay, who votes for Ross's formed. fault? Who votes for Sean's fault? All right, Ross's fault? I'm no. Go with Ross. You can put your hands up. It's radio. Sean, Sean's fault. <laughs> yep. Okay, that is um, uh, that is four people to two people. Well, the song finished, mate. That's how it works. <laughs> Boom, straight in. Are you saying exactly, Ross is too slow? Exactly. Press the buttons. Too slow. Did. Scott, what's going on in the traffic? Wonder Sean. <laughs> Uh, Sean, there's been a truck breakdown on the Tonkin Highway northbound. That's just before Reed Highway in Bennett Springs. The left turn lane is blocked there. Over on the freeways, it's a little bit slow moving. Uh, Ocean Reef Road on the Mitchell. And then over on the Quinana, slow Mortimer Road through to Ankatel Road. Anything else, call 94891777. Bob Jane T-Mart's black tyre and wheel sale is back. Get up to 25% off selected tyres and up to 15% off select wheels. Hurry, ends November 30, T's and C's apply. Oh, Sean loves a black tyre event, don't you, Sean? I certainly do. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'll accept that first score to Sean. <laughs> and I'm happy to move on. <laughs> Nathan, Nat and Sean podcast. But You've Tracy. got a surpri- surprise for us, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared. I, could, I just hear like this tapping of the glass yeah. through the brakes and stuff. So I'm just, yeah, that, why that. Well, I'm, I'm worried. We're all proud Aussies, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And if there's one thing we love, it, it's this. <laughs> we love Vegemite. We do. We, we love do. Vegemite. I do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Got- do you love Vegemite on a crumpet? Actually, didn't you have that for dinner last night? I yeah, I had crumpets <laughs> for dinner last night. Did you? Tracy, <laughs> I spoke to Tracy on the phone. <laughs> what did you have? I said oh, I had some lovely chicken thighs in the oven, you know, and yeah. a bit of salad. Yeah. And then she, what I did you have? I, I had three, three crumpets. crumpets. <laughs> and the worst thing is I had three crumpets, right, and then I smelt this beautiful smell coming from my neighbours, yes. and then I was like, are you kidding me? And then they're, 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 they're cooking. And you know what it is? You can tell it's couple food because couples try. <laughs> We're no, single not my house, mate. Right. Oh, no. no, I can guarantee that. <laughs> One of us tries, the others don't. <laughs> Well, okay, so this guy, right, his dad was working on a building site, yep. all right, and he found a jar of Vegemite from 90 years ago. Oh, oh wow. 90-year-old Vegemite, and it's amazing. So it's got an original How wrinkly was there. the jar? <laughs> and then on the back of it, it had some suggestions. <gasps> right. It says use in sandwiches. Of course, of course. we do that. Yep. yep. Soups. We know people use it in soups and stews, yes. it says. Okay. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 stews and gravies. You can put it in gravies. Okay. Yeah, 
genitals. Yep. And <laughs> genitals. Remember that time you tried that thing? Yeah, Sean. Yep. I know. It's delicious. I'm going to um, stay quiet on that one. <laughs> and then there was this suggestion. Half to one teaspoon in a glass of hot milk oh. makes a nourishing beverage. A nourishing beverage. That is so right. So wrong. we're going to try some Vegemite and some warm milk that you're dishing Who up now. Who would come up with that? Can we I just someone 90 years ago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trace, I've got something com- in common with yes. you. What's that to do with milk? We just kind of, we're lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nate, I think you're probably going to do the show for the rest of the morning. <laughs> Me and Trace would be in the that dunny. That looks so gross. Oh, trace many years. And it looks like, like, can it, I just say right now? It looks like Bailey's and milk. It, do, it does. It does. It does. Oh, thanks, Amy. Yeah, just yeah, she's like. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you like know what? Us, like, I just say we we have to respect our forefathers um, oh. because this is this is. Oh, you can smell this Vegemite. <laughs> I know, I know. But, <laughs> but imagine if you can just smell Vegemite, but you can taste it with milk. This is gonna be, okay. Ready? Yeah, yeah, right, guys. Yeah, yeah, ready? Couldn't you bring almond milk? Ready? Oh, that is so I don't know, gross. just warm Vegemite milk. I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's not, it's salty it's milk. Not that bad. <laughs> I'm not drinking anymore. Ross, it's not as bad as what you no, think. I, don't know, I mean, Ross. it's not no. that you want to do Actually, it. What kind of milk is this? That's what? just that's some full fat. Full cream. Full cream. Yeah, it full doesn't. Cream. Well, it takes away the. You yeah. Know, you, you know when you can. Ross, drink what do you full think of that? Milk, yeah. you'll be, you'll I don't know what happens. I don't know what. No. Look, I don't know why you would do it, but it's not as bad as what you think a it's going to be. Meal? No, that was Amy, bitter. did you hand us wipes just in case there was an accident here? <laughs> she was she gagging. Just, yeah. She gave it left to wipes next to me. And if you look on the floor as well, <laughs> just near your chair, mouth. look on the floor just near your chair, there's adult nappies. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck for the rest of the show, guys. <laughs> Sean podcast. Well, we were hoping that the Socceroos wouldn't have been able to get run over so easily in the second half. We might have been able to keep it close. Perhaps the draw would have been a great result uh, for Australia in this one against France, but it wasn't to be. Robbie Slater, of course, being a former Socceroo and absolute champion of Australian sport, joins us now. Robbie, what was your thinking? Uh, I was depressed by the end of it. <laughs> but right at the start, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it, Robbie? <laughs> and they gave us such hope early on. But, um, yeah, look, guys and girls, um, we were just beaten by a far better side. That's why they're the world champions. Mm. And you can look at it whichever way you want. It's, it's actually not very complicated. Um, yes, you can pick out whether the coach got it right tactically, whether the selections were right, yep. whether the substitutions were right. But when you look at France and you think that they're down at minimum four world-class players in Kimbembe, in Conte, in Pogba and Benzema, yeah. they have world-class re- replacements. And then not only that, they bring, they bring players off the bench in the second half to play for Bayern Munich and Barcelona. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we've got players that play for Central Coast Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bringing a knife oh. to a gunfight, is it? <laughs> I feel sorry like for the Central Coast the Mariners now. <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, no, we love the Mariners. We yes, do. we do. Well, Robbie, I made a point with Sean earlier, like 17-odd players from the Socceroos, where it was their first sort of go yeah. on the world stage. So, I mean, the pressure that they would have felt would have been immense, especially their first match mm. up against the world champs, as you said, which is France. Yeah, and look, the, the, the bonus for, for Australia is that they're still in it because the other two teams, Denmark drew with Tunisia. Mm. If Denmark had won, 
you would have been really concerned. And we're still really concerned. Mm. Um, but up against France, they just showed why they're the world champions. Mbappe showed why he is quite possibly the best player. Well, not possibly. He is, in my opinion, the best player in the world at the moment. And, you know, they just had a team of superstars that that that, that played really well. Like, when you, when you want to... When you get an upset, when you want to upset uh, a team like this, you need two things. You need a bit yep. of luck yep. and you need the team to be off. Yep. Now, Saudi Arabia got that yeah. with Argentina. Argentina were not at the races and Saudi Arabia took you know, took full advantage and pulled off an amazing win, which they actually deserved. It was yeah, no they did. Mm-hmm. The Wasari scored a wonderful oh. um, second goal and what a result for them. But for us, we come up against the world champion team in world champion form. They weren't off their game. Oh, they were well on it. Funny they were off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if only they were off like an off French cheese. They got uh, a lot of French cheese. And on French <laughs> cheese. Um, what, uh, and I know because I lived there for five years. <laughs> and it's fromage, by the way. Fromage. Uh, fromage, we. Are the French, are they, are they nice winners or are they, are they those smug French winners? What are they? Well, but the Francais are très arrogant. Quand ils gagnent, ils sont comme ça. Et pour les Australiens, ils sont un peu comme le fromage. There you go. I heard a word might have been arrogant in there. Was there an arrogant word in there? Yeah, there was an arrogant word in there. And it was the French have made a history of being arrogant. Oh, my God. The only thing I know is, no, monsieur, knows that PTM is I in calcium and I in protein. That's a pity me, I'm at. That's my Oh, sense. I love it. But um, look, you know, we're still in it. Um, but we did, uh, we got a big lesson in in uh, in football this morning from a very, very good side that, you know, they're one of the favourites. Not Brazil are the favourite. Uh, but, you know, France are right up there as well. And, mm. uh, you know, they could go back to back. The last three World Cup winners. Yes have not got out of the group stage. I think that little curse is going to be put to bed here with Tunisia, Denmark drawing. I think France are, are already eschewing to qualify for the next round, particularly when goal difference will count. Do you think looking forward, though, Robbie, past this World Cup, that we've got a chance? Um, there doesn't seem to be the names we've had. We've talked about the golden generation for you know a long time. With, uh, yes. with that, with well, the those, golden generation yeah. is over, you know, it's, it's well over a decade ago. Yeah, so have we fallen short somewhere? Yeah, we have. Yep. I was just having this conversation actually before you guys run. We don't have the time to discuss it, but the development in this country mm. has gone literally pear shaped, um, and it has done. We have not produced players. We haven't produced players for over a decade because we've got it wrong from the system we have in place at the moment. From too much structure, too much training of young young children taking the fun out of the game, yeah, playing well. 12 months a year. And it's, like I said, we could go into it, but we just don't have the time. But that's when you look at it as big business, don't you? Instead of looking at it as, like, you know, uh, grassroots and getting kids involved, looking at a big business and what yeah. the possibility or, or is. Or that's long, when it, or long-term, well, yeah. long-term view of it. But yeah. kids, uh, when I grew up and the golden generation is the same, yeah. we're all born in the old NSL. Yeah. Yes, you were. Yeah. Yeah. all played in the NSL. And you know what we did as kids? We yeah. played all our like all Aussies do, we were encouraged to play other sports. Yep. Now, kids are told they're not allowed to play other sports. I'm mm. sorry, it's un-Australian. Yep. Wow. And, and uh, I'm pretty sure that TikTok's got something to do with it. 
Oh, there's no doubt that bloody TikTok. No, I've got an eight-year-old, and she she just she's just TikToks. That's all. That's all. No other way of communicating. <laughs> That's taking up too much of their time, Robbie. Probably. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> oh, don't even well, give, it, give them a football. I say yeah, swap exactly. the TikTok. Respect to TikTok. I'm sorry, but I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love it. Well, but, um, look. Yep. You know, the, the thing is, if you look at it, and I know we've got to go, but I said to someone earlier today, and I, if you look at the team today. And you go back to the team that took took place in Germany in 2006, even 2010 South Africa. There's not one player from this team that would maybe even make the bench of that squad. Oh wow! That's how far down, that's how far down we've come, we've come. Well, Robbie. Well, thanks very much for your insight. Really appreciate. Well, geez, sorry, I've really given you an up. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I, no, we had some great moments yeah. in there. You talked about from It was great. Yeah, sorry about TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, listen, uh, apart from that, everything's going. Swimming. Everything's great. <laughs> everything's great. Well, we'll be following the soccer is the next <laughs> yeah. play Saturday against Tunisia. Plenty of other games to be watching. You'll be watching it all. And um, Robbie, we know you're flat out, as I said before. But thank you so much for giving up your time to talk to us this morning. No worries, guys. Might speak to you next week again. Good on you, mate. Love you, Robbie. This is Nathan, Matt and Sean. Well, let's kick off with the World Cup, of course. Australian action this morning got underway at 3 Mm a.m. I didn't get up until about... (laughs) I don't know, 3.45, I think, because I missed the first half of us, which we scored straight away, Craig Goodwin. So I was able to see that at the half time. But after that, it was pretty much one-way street yeah. with um, the French getting on top of us, Trace. You're a big fan of the watching the World Cup I, I stuff. I am, I am. I used to wake up in the middle of the night with Dad. Dad's a big hair. Yeah, he would wake me up. That was the only time I could, like, get up at, what, 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. Yeah. Dad would wake me up, well, let's watch the soccer together so or football together. So, no, it's lovely. But it, it's a shame. I mean, God, really. Socceroos against France. But, <laughs> I know. I know. Never, never had a chance. At least Come everyone on. on social media had that one moment where they go, "Wow! Yes, oh my god, this, this is happening!" <laughs> and it's like, "Well, it's not." No. Um, but that was great. Yeah, you're right because we scored in the ninth minute, and then we gave. The, the thing is, and and when you're watching a great team versus a team that are trying, but they just don't have the skill mm. level, we gave them two really. Easy opportunities with basic skill errors. If you're watching any sport and you see someone miss a handball and he hits the ground, you go, oh, God, how did he do that? They're supposed to be professionals. That's kind of what happened with the Socceroos, Nath, before halftime. And um, the French were able to score pretty quickly. After halftime, it was one-way traffic. It was was like we sat up against the ropes in a a boxing Mm. fight and then just waited them and punched us in the face. Wasn't it like 17 of them making their debut, you know, in... On That's the true. world stage, really? So, I mean, 17 of who? Of, of the, the team, Socceroos. of the Socceroos. Yeah. Against Reds. That's like uh, uh, being on the freeway and you're surrounded by L plates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Oh, my God. They that's, probably that's got really so starstruck by playing against France. You know, they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, and but at the end of the day, you've got to keep You've got to keep attacking yes, all the absolutely. time, and it's one thing we didn't do. I was listening to Craig Foster after the game. He was covering some of the action for SBS, and this is what he had to say. And we come out in the second half and just, you know, and, and the, same, the pattern of the game was exactly the same. So at what point are we going to go up now, start to press them? You, you know, you obviously needed those fresh legs on the wings in particular, um, as you saw, which ultimately happened uh, with Kyol and, and Mobile. And all of a sudden, you're, then you're down 3-1, and then you're down 4-1, and, you know, and really the game more. is over. Yeah. Can I just say, I love sports talk. Fresh legs on the wings. 
We were really carved on the wing. It really sounds, sounds like a great new special at KFC. Yeah. No, you're right. There was a guy called Atkins who was playing on our left wing was just getting carved up massively. Every yeah. time the French oh, went shame. down that side and it was Mbappe who was just getting past him um, and then whoever else would come in behind and it was just looking like they were going to score time and time again, and they eventually did. So mm-hmm. we're down and out at this stage. Yeah. Um, are you having a bet on at all during the World <laughs> Cup? You know what happens if I get involved. I know. I know. <laughs> T- whole teams die. Um, uh, uh, Trace? Yeah, well, because last night, obviously, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, biggest upset, biggest upset of the World Cup by far. I, I don't I don't even know if it'll happen again, like, as the as the tournament goes on. Um, an Aussie bloke was so sure of Argentina, $160,000, oh. that he put the bet down to Argentina. But it wasn't paid. It was like $1.13. Oh, I mean, So okay, he was only so going to gain got... about $20,000 anyway if, if Argentina what won. Oh, that's that's the people Sorry. who like to wash their money a particular way that they go yes. down that way. Is that money laundering? Yeah, hundred. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But you're going. Oh, we're not going to lose this because Argentina always going to beat Saudi yes. Arabia, Nathan, on paper. But watching the game last night, Trace. First of all, I would just say the crowd mm. was going ballistic in the second they were. half. <laughs> All the um, Arab, you know, the Arabs who were in following Saudi Arabia in in that stadium were gone. The noise was unbelievable. And secondly, getting back to the way Australia played against um, um, the French mm. this morning, Saudi Arabia were having shots. Mm. They were yeah. they were going. They were really attacking. they were really going for. It. They were really um, throwing the punches, so to speak. And um, it's something where you need to take a leaf out of their book. Yeah, there were a few moments where Argentina had an opportunity. I found towards the second half, uh, but they just totally missed it, even in overtime. So, mm. yeah, they unfortunate. Did. Well, in my analysis, we just need more fresh legs on the wings. One hundred sixty thousand dollars. Sure, I couldn't. Like that is you don't for for that payout, you don't take that risk, do you? Well, I wouldn't. I, I wonder. Actually, I wonder. I, I make some people, bets, people do it. People do it. I mate. wonder what they do. I've seen it in the cricket so a few sh- times. Yes, they're so sure of it. Yep. Oh my god, that would give me big anxiety. money. Oh yes, uh, no. Well, too much. that just seems like a classic Sean McManus bet. So. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Was it you? Yeah. I normally have a bit more. Nathan, Nat, and Sean is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.